to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever, game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show, big country. Hey, thanks, sir. Little hashtag Monday coming at you live and ready. Is that ready. a good girl or a bad girl? Uh, it's not a bad girl, but it's more like a girl. I'm in some pain because I right. did this to myself. Some people just can't hang. City folks wouldn't understand. A city boy. A lot to get into today. A uh, lot, yeah. Finally, got the ruling of Deshaun Watson and the the Sue Robinson judge Sue Robinson. Uh, issues her ruling it's going to be a six game suspension and i have the opinion much like um, a lot of other people that's not enough games it's not but at the same time it doesn't feel as surprising to me because we kind of heard the rumblings of the yep. you know possibly going to be less than eight games be prepared to hear that yeah and and even are. the browns I, I think it started kind of leaking stuff and be like oh we know it's going to be between four and eight then yeah. i was saying between two and eight um, but it's still just wild to me. It, it definitely is, but at this, it's he's a disgusting human being. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And I don't want to take, I don't want to steal takes here. But I thought Dan Patrick had a really good one this morning when we were talking to it. Is that with the ruling and everything here that was done by the judge? Is she going to have him or require him to have like therapy as well? Because this is like a repeated thing that he is doing. With multiple women, it's like this guy needs help. Like he's got to talk about whatever's going on in his life, because it's more than clearly just football, and then just the whole pleasure of let me go get a massage with you know the extra, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Yep. that he's getting. It's just like this dude does need help. He's going to be out for six games now. Go get your help and take your therapy. Then the other thing that's kind of weird to me though is the fact that he still is like able to participate in training camp. Like, he's going to be there the rest of the month. And then it's like, once the season starts, it's like, that's it. Yeah. I I do wish that it would have been a longer suspension, obviously. Um, Trying to just look at it unbiasedly, and even from, like, a a legal perspective, it's really hard to suspend him when there's no evidence. When you've had two grand juries just come out and say, like, nope, we we can't put him on trial. So I, I get that part. It is tough. But even... With Judge Sue Robinson, even saying this was nonviolent sexual conduct, like mm-hmm. that's how do you rule it nonviolent? One, not a lawyer, but like, are you saying like what makes it nonviolent? Violent. From what I've read, pretty violent. What's what makes it scary is if that's labeled nonviolent. What the hell is considered the violent? Mm-hmm. And the NFL does have. Uh, if three days to appeal it, it sounds like from some of the people I saw talking about it this morning, it sounds like they will appeal this. And here's the crazy thing with the way the NFL is set up. If they appeal it, Roger Goodell just gets to make the decision. So that's kind of what I was curious about too, was like, how does this work with the NFL appealing it? They just, it goes to Roger. Do they Goodell. usually, do they usually have a judge like determine what the suspension is? 
I, this time they agreed. The NFL and NFLPA brought in uh, independent judge Sue Robinson. Okay. Okay. To make the decision. Usually it's just Roger Goodell, like in the case with Calvin Ridley. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, Roger's decision. But if the NFL, they have three days to appeal this, if slash when they do, that decision will go to Roger Goodell. And I think that he can delegate somebody else to be like, hey, you make the ruling on this one. But he kind of holds all the chips yeah. in this one. And, I, and the NFL did want to do... Uh, they were negotiating, which is another thing that's just crazy with Sean Watson. They were negotiating with him and his his team on kind of what they they might be able to line out before the ruling. And the NFL was going for twelve or more games and a hefty fine. They wanted to fine him like eight million dollars uh, because again, if you remember the way his contract is set up, he's only making a million dollars this year. So even you know now that he's been suspended for six games, mm-hmm. he's, he's not missing out on a lot of money. I most that guaranteed money is going to be safe. So the NFL yeah. did want to do like a 12 games and an $8 million fine. The NFL PA pretty much got what they wanted in this thing. Yeah. And the other- they did say, they did come out and say like, they didn't want a suspension at all, but like, come on, you gotta do something. Six games just feels very weak for me, but uh, well, like it, said, it does, especially when you look at Calvin early getting a year for gambling on his own team to win. It was like, that's kind of interesting. And then you go to the other ones. Like, Tom Brady got four for deflating football and lying about it. DeAndre Hopkins got six games for, you know, performance-enhancing drugs. You throw Deshaun Watson, you get six games for having over 26 masseuses Mm -hmm. say that you, like, just sexually assaulted them. It was just like, what in the world? If the NFL does appeal this and they come back, what is – is that a year? Is that what we're hoping for? Uh, that's you're what hoping the NFL for? was kind of hoping for. The NFL's going to be like, bam, we appeal, cool, our decision anyways, see you later, adios, you're not playing this year. With the NFL, they also, with the season right around the corner, starts on Thursday for preseason. Mm-hmm. They might just want this story to be over, to stop talking about it. So it's like, hey, let's move on, let's not carry this thing out. I would assume that it, even if the NFL comes back and they say we appeal it, I think Deshaun Watson then would get a chance to appeal that decision. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of keeps keeps going on, and I would not be surprised if the NFL just kind of says, "Nope, we're gonna we're gonna accept this, we're gonna move on, and we're gonna hope that this isn't an issue, or that it's not something that's talked about going forward. Just brush it all under the rug, uh, which is crazy. Like you mentioned, a guy like Calvin Ridley, no judge in that one. That's just an NFL ruling. He gets a one year suspension. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, another guy, uh, took some PEDs. He's getting a six-game suspension. But then you've got you know guys like Deshaun Watson also getting a six-game suspension. I don't I don't know how Sue Robinson like. Did she look at other cases? Did she look at the Ben Roethlisberger stuff, Zeke Elliott stuff? I just I don't know how you can look at what Deshaun Watson did and then be like, oh yeah, six games. That's that seems fair for what we're doing here. That's kind of what I was wondering, too, is especially with her kind of coming in as a third party, I get it because you're hoping that they make it you know, a little bit more fair, the NFLPA and the NFL, like, okay, hey, we'll agree on this, and then it's still just like the six games. What's like we just need to hear her reasoning on it, honestly. That's what I want to hear. Uh, I know she did put out a statement um, saying that there wasn't, there just wasn't enough evidence to suspend him indefinitely. Which again, yeah. I like. I know that that 
that it sucks, but that is true. It's all he said, she said. So there's not a whole lot of physical evidence to look at. And I did also see that they only brought in like four people to interview. And they brought in five, but they actually threw out the fifth interviewee. Um, So they only talked to four of the accusers, which again, when we're looking at, you know, 24 to 30 people. Yeah. You feel like you might want to talk to a little bit more of them. Even if it's like a Zoom thing. It's not like you fly yeah. or anything. We don't do that stuff anymore. Everything's on Zoom. Yep. And I just, I don't know. Like, I still, I don't feel like this is over with. So I don't want to, like, have any of these, like, you know, major, like, what if type of questions because, you know, we could finish the show up in the NFL, could come in tomorrow, you know what I mean? And be like, hey, we're appealing this. Boom, there goes the appeal. He's done for the year. Yep. And with him missing those first six games, um, I, I'm torn. I don't, am I supposed to root for the Browns without Deshaun Watson? I don't do know I want him to go six the... and be like, Jacoby Brissett, that's our guy. We're going to roll with him. Or do I want him to go 0-6 because they brought in a predator to be their quarterback? I'm not rooting for him at all, I'll be honest. <laughs> I just, I it was hard to do when even when they started winning games with, with Baker as their quarterback. Just when you think the Browns are going to turn things around. And they did for a little bit. <laughs> then you go, go and do, do this. this. Uh, first six games for the Cleveland Browns this year will be um, at Carolina. So Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yep. Possibly. Maybe. That's. I don't think the Panthers are very good. Um, they host the Jets. I don't think they're very good. Then the Steelers. The Steelers are going to be probably middle of the road. I just don't believe in their quarterbacks at all. There was some Mason Rudolph love coming out this weekend. Um, so the Pittsburgh Steelers, then the Atlanta Falcons, the Los Angeles Chargers, and then the New England Patriots. You start the season with four pretty relatively easy games. Yeah. Again, Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Falcons. Jacoby Brissett could lead the Browns to like a 3-1 and one record. Very easily, maybe even four and zero, just right yep. there. And then you get the Chargers and the Patriots, who are going to be a little bit tougher. But it it might might look pretty good for the Browns in the beginning of the season. And then it's going to be okay. You bring in Deshaun Watson to, when he's allowed back from a suspension. Do you have him start immediately, or do you also give you know if you're if you are doing okay and you're fine and you're getting by on wins, mm-hmm. are you fine being like okay, let's give him a couple more weeks, kind of get in here with camp or not a camp but practice get back into the flow of the season with us, and then we'll take off about maybe week I assume eight or nine. he's going to start immediately, which week seven is at Baltimore. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. If you're that, ESPN. You might want to flex that one. I don't know when you can start flexing. You might want to look yeah. at that one and move that to prime time. If, you, if you're ESPN and Fox and these other networks, like if you promote any of these games with the Browns, you're not putting Deshaun Watson's picture up there, right? He's not the highlighted player for the Browns yeah, this who year. Who knows, though? I mean, we watched MLB on Fox like two weeks ago put uh, graphics over the 9-11 memorial. So yeah. uh, somebody used it to Sean. Look Martin. at these team logos. Yankees versus the Red Sox. It was like, uh-huh. not there. <laughs> Literally God. anywhere else. Yes. In, like in the entire city. Yeah. Or like if you show the graphic, don't put the teams in the boxes of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use the the skyline. So will somebody use the Deshaun Watson Watson stuff? Uh, probably. Yeah. And like honestly, like that week seven matchup against Baltimore, um, it's going to be on CBS. I'll guarantee it at, that CBS will at a minimum promote the hell out of it. Oh yeah, but it's going to be a big game. 
and it's on the road in Baltimore, mm-hmm. those fans are going to show up. Yeah, and if it's CBS that has it, they're not flexing that two-night game. They're going to CBS be like, screw you guys, we're keeping this. Yeah, me and Tony Romo right there. Yeah. I don't know, Jim. Can't wait to hear what he has to say. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot. That will be fantastic. And then they get the Bengals after that. So uh, as soon as Deshaun Watson makes his return, uh, it'll be Bengals, or sorry, Baltimore, then Cincinnati, then they get a bye week. Uh, Those are going to be two tough games to come back for, though. Yeah. Baltimore and Cincinnati. I think both of them are going to be very good this year. Another place that's going to be very good this year is... Roper Kia. Go check out their inventory online. If they don't have the car of your dreams, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Miked Up, you're going to get $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And one of the best parts about the website, there's no hidden fees when you go to check out so you don't even have to worry about it. Also, it's not a matter of if. It is a matter of when you visit the website. So be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. Uh, we met, I mentioned Mason Rudolph getting some love. Let's start there. Uh, I did see over the weekend that uh, somebody, one of those receivers, was praising Mason Rudolph, and there were even some comments about, oh, he might actually be, he might be in this quarterback competition. And to me, maybe I'm just Mr. Negative. To me, that tells me the other quarterbacks look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that this is a case of like, oh, Mason Rudolph has finally figured it out, and he's going to be good in the NFL. Uh, I think this is a case of, oh, no, Trubisky does not look as good as we thought he would. Mm-hmm. And Kenny Pickett just not getting the reps. Those hands are uh, an issue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it was uh, it was windy. We never saw him throw in the wind. It was Claypool. <laughs> Thank you. It was Claypool who was making those comments. We'll really? Yeah. Chase Claypool saying. Oh, I did see that. I don't Chase know why I'm over here like, oh, is that really what he said? I did see that. Um like, why is that something that we just kind of overlooked completely for the Steelers? As much as we talked about them getting Malik Willis and then signing Mitchell Trubisky well, as well in the offseason, why did we just completely overlook Mason Rudolph? I mean, he hasn't been terrible. I know he's not been great, but he's been just as good, if not better, than Mitchell Trubisky for the Steelers. Yeah, and I think, I think Tomlin might actually like him. I think, yeah. You know, to keep him around for this long, I mean – Hell, it felt like they had like four or five quarterbacks last year. It was like, oh, who's going to be the odd man out? Yeah. And a lot of people thought it was going to be Mason Rudolph. Uh, but here he is. And now he is. He's kind of competing for this job this year. So, I mean, even the fact that he's still there is pretty wild. Well, it's going to be weird to watch the Steelers go from, you know, a big quarterback to kind of a smaller guy. You know, Big Ben, we literally in his name. Mason Rudolph's also a pretty big dude. I said he has one of the most punchable faces in the NFL. I look up to size. I really don't want to punch him as much anymore because yeah. he's huge. <laughs> he, that's one of those situations where it's like, oh, I could kick his ass. And then you have to realize that he's easily six foot five, maybe six six. Yeah, two hundred and thirty five pounds, and a fucking massive head. And like he might that not. Dude's work got a out fucking much. watermelon head, dude. Yeah, like as a quarterback, he might not work out much. But he works out pretty frequently. Like, he's in good shape. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you saw a guy like uh, Mason Rudolph just walking around, you'd be like, dang, dude's pretty jacked. Yeah. Not going to mess with him. But you see him out there, like, against these other just giants. Miles Garrett. It's like, oh, look at him. Yeah, he's weak. I could take him. Yeah. For sure. For sure, dude. Could. Uh, wrong. Uh, so, uh, exciting training camp news. 
uh, out of Pittsburgh. I did also hear that uh, George Pickens looked amazing. So yeah, maybe if that's you what have, I've been uh, a little worried about here. Uh, yeah, fantasy implications? Yes, sir. Uh, maybe take a flyer on him. I think a lot of people probably already were like gearing up for that just because he was drafted by the Steelers in the second round. and That's where they get their receivers. <laughs> yeah. They get receivers in round two, and we sit here and go, wow, I can't believe that guy fell to them in round two. Well, because everyone doubted him. And the Steelers are just like, uh, thank you, next. They've done it with Juju, they did it with Chase Claypool, and now they're doing it with George Pickens. Yeah. And George Pickens does look good. I've seen some of those little clips come from camp. Just crazy catches. Yep. Just all over the field. Uh, and just two, reaching 2018 out. 2018 was Antonio Brown's last year there. Mm-hmm. Where they had Antonio Brown and Juju, James Washington. It's like, damn, they have a loaded wide receiver room. They've replaced all those guys already. Yeah. And still have Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and George Pickens now. It's like, shit. Like, just when we're like, oh, they've lost all those guys. <laughs> I bet their roster sucks now. It actually might be even better. I, and, I, I do find myself kind of buying into the George Pickens hype. Yeah, I mean, I kind of was too because the only question really was, or I, maybe here's this, what were the other questions for George Pickens aside from the ACL injury? Uh, some character issues. <clears throat> Just immaturity? Mm-hmm. Was there an official stories on what those reasons were? Uh, no, but I, it's Mike Tomlin, though. Yeah. So, like, he dealt with Antonio Brown for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> he put up with Juju's nonsense. Now he's putting <laughs> up with Chase Claypool's. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. You just, like come in and, <laughs> just come in and catch the ball. The worst thing you do is... Make a stupid, uh, you know, annoying TikTok dances and stuff like that. I, I don't think Chase fine. Claypool's that big of a deal. His is just the dances. He just got in on the dances with Juju, but I don't think Chase Claypool's been an issue outside of that. Oh no, like, I, I don't either. But I know some people don't like the TikTok dances. And with Juju, I, I do think last year that maybe it wasn't distracting, but at a minimum, it was annoying. Mm-hmm. Like even as a teammate, I think I got to look at that. Like a dude doing the dances in the locker room or on the field. Now it is kind of like uh, you are dipping a little bit into like we should be getting ready for the game, not being like coordinating a social media post. Like even if it was a tweet or anything like that, it's a yeah. little weird. But it's whatever. I'm I'm sure the Steelers won't have a problem with it. Uh, how about another receiver last night getting paid, Debo Samuel, Mister? I'm never going to play for the 49ers again. Signed a three-year extension to play for the 49ers again. Look at that. That's crazy. I, I want to like root for Debo Samuel and be happy for him. He gets that three-year, seven, uh, $73 million extension, so a little bit more than what DK got. But I, I struggle to because these are the, like, oh, I deleted everything on social media. Like The chances of me playing for the 49ers again is very low, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's all manipulation, and it's all just talk for the media to try to negotiate these deals. But it's so annoying. Yeah. And it just, like, Debo's going to have to go to the club now and be like, he's going to have to find the person that had a video of him going like, uh-uh, I ain't going to be here. And <laughs> yeah, be you like, need to apologize. And just be like, I'm here. <laughs> like a real nice <laughs> little thumbs back. up. Like, yeah, what's up, girl? <laughs> um, because I, I get it. I understood his tactics with everything and kind of what he did. I just wish we'd be better about it. You know what I mean? Like, just... Why start the rumors and stuff on, like, you're not going to leave and you're not going to be here? And then you sign this deal, which is a great deal. Good for you. 
But I don't think your tactics really led into the deal taking place. Like I just that can't you're not convincing me that swiping your social media pages got you, you know, your fifty million guaranteed that you wanted. And Orlando Brown too. Like Mr. I'm not reporting to training camp. Yeah. Week one is in question. <laughs> Guess what? Signed his franchise tag. Yep. Oh no, man, Andy reset my backup's doing pretty good. I probably ought to get there, huh? Yeah, I think uh I think I'm gonna rethink. You know what this. it was? I bet Orlando Brown Jr. saw all the tweets about how these receivers look so great in training camp. He was like, Gotta be there. Yeah, I wanna see it for myself. Yeah. Juju made an extraordinary catch. Yep. I wasn't even there to see it. Yep. <laughs> see you on Monday, coach. I'll be there. <laughs> Which by the way. I hate training camp tweets. You do. They're the worst tweets. I, I, you know, I'm going to be honest here because I don't want you to scare me away from it, and I'm not going to allow it to happen. I love them. I eat that shit up. For every team, every rookie that's out, George Pickens, I just watched that video like four times of him doing a little drill, almost drops the ball, reaches out, extends it, catches it. Because I know it about week eight when you just need a gritty play. Boom, George Pickens is going to make that play. It's going to be like we saw just a little clip of that training camp. Which play Nine was weeks it? ago. George Pickens with the Steelers. Like, I love these training camp videos and these tweets, and he's just like everything just excited from fans and players and reporters. Sign me up. Give it to me. There's just that and hype videos. Yeah. I'm fucking so ready. The, the George Pickens one, is that the one where he dropped it? He didn't drop it. He caught it. Should have caught it the first time. <laughs> it was a bad throw, dog. It was a whole drill. It was a point of the drill. Yeah. He just made that extra effort. Did it hit his hands? I mean, yeah. Should have caught it the first time. Well, he caught it the third time. Perspective of a quarterback. He caught it with one hand, reaching way out. If it touches your hands, it's a good throw. <laughs> You're right. Throw. You got to bring that in. <laughs> yeah. Catch it the first time. Because in real life, there's a DB there. He's knocking that ball away. You're damn right. <laughs> You're damn right about that. Now, how do you feel about that catch? I don't think you've seen the video. <laughs> I have. Oh. The, the coach got it, in like, the way. bounces off of his hands and then he drives it. Got when it. he gets hit like by the back, yeah. Yeah, dives and oh. catches it by the ground. Yeah. Sure, it caught it the first time. I thought it was cool. No room for that in the NFL. That's but a he didn't give up on, on the Tuesday play. morning. That doesn't happen on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> you see the corners in this league, son? Catch the ball the first time. Get you got to be better than that. That's why you're in the second round. You catch it the first time, that's first round. That's not <laughs> that's first the round hands. That's issues we were talking about. <laughs> Get it right. No wonder you tore your ACL because you just can't catch the ball and run. That's too far. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Debo Samuel uh, contract. Yes, that's uh, where we were at with this. <laughs> still, like I, I, the only thing I can think of is like how much do I hate that these guys are like, no, absolutely not. I'm done there. Moving on. Getting traded. And then you just you're not even going to miss any games or this holdout stuff. You can't hold out anymore. I think we were talking about that. Maybe I was talking to somebody last night about it. The holdout stuff is just stupid. Yeah, I would call like the to the bluff of every single player. Like, okay, you don't want paid this year? Sit out. Do it. We'll we'll replace you. This is the NFL. We've seen Not other we <laughs> we saw Melvin Gordon do it. Didn't work out. Yeah. Like, Not good. Austin Eckler's pretty good. I better get my ass to <laughs> yeah. him. Oh, you guys don't want me anymore. Love oh. me on belt. Like it's just I'm sorry for the NFL players. It's not going to work. It's I mean it's really it's not because there's so much talent in the league. It, but I will say this about Debo and DK both getting their contracts over the weekend. You got three-year deals, and you got over 50 of it guaranteed. Mm-hmm. That's that's a hell of a contract right there, and I like it. I don't know if this is the way we're going to start seeing receivers 
you know, kind of build their contracts because we've seen them kind of go for the longevity, huge dollar amounts per year here. I mean, they're still getting that, of course, but like the three year mark is like, okay, hey, you're Debo Samuel, you're 26 years old. By the time you're 29, I think or 30, you're getting another deal because he just turned 26 in January. I so think these guys taking the three year deal, I think this might be a trend that we start seeing in the NFL. Do you think teams like it as well, though? Or do they want that money spread I, out? Yeah, I actually I do think that teams like it uh, because then you're not locked in for five years. But if you're you know a guy like DK Metcalf, you're just you're kind of betting on yourself. Mm-hmm. And if it works, it's going to work really well for him uh, because if he is you know if he continues to be very good over these next three seasons, he's going to get another massive extension. Yeah. And for the team, you're probably sitting there thinking like, hell, if he's good for the next three years, of course we'll pay him again. Yeah. I have no problem with that. If Now, if he's bad, all right, see you later. Yep. It's only three years. Uh, no problem with that. So I think it's it's almost going to work out for a win-win for these guys. Yeah, and like that's definitely what you want to see. It's just crazy, though, that with this, I mean, three years over $72 million is the fact that it doesn't match up to that you know, 27, 28. You're still getting $24 million a year. Yeah, the fact that you're, that yeah. you're happy with that, right? But it's not going up to the Devontae Adams. You're not up there competing with what Tyreek Hill is trying to get either. Mm-hmm. You're just like, okay, hey, we'll stay here. We're, there's still a lot of money. We're very, very happy with it. We're just going to make it, and then we're going to go and try and get another one. Yep. yep. I liked it for DK because I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to give Seattle about three more years to get this figured out. <laughs> and if you're so, just going to roll me out with Geno Smith and Drew Locke, pay me my money and let me go. Yeah, let's see how he does. And then Debo, it's then like – Maybe I'll come back. Debo's like, I guess you know I'll do this, but I'm – really don't want to play running back anymore. And Kyle Shanahan's like, don't worry about it. You're fine. Like, you're okay. Week eight, here we go. Hey, we we need you at running back. Our other guys just keep getting injured because that's what that's what we as the 49ers love. Mm-hmm. Running backs that are fast and get hurt. Uh, how about a couple of these guys? Like, who's next now? We have to talk about uh, who's going to get paid. And I think you have to wonder about the guys that were drafted in front of DK Metcalf. Are they going to get paid? <laughs> now you have McCole Hardman just sitting out there. Oh, that's crazy. Could uh, get that extension? I How hope about this guy. I like to think that McCole Hardman has already realized I have a lot to prove. <laughs> I'm not even about to start asking about contracts. Let me just show you guys what I can do this year with a uh, a bigger plate. How about JJ Arcega Whiteside? See you later, dude. Think he's going to get a contract extension? Is he even still a Philadelphia see, Eagle? Is he still with the Eagles? I was going to ask you the same thing. According to Pro Football Reference, he is a, a Philadelphia Eagle. Good for him. Will he finish the season as an Eagle, though? Eh, we'll see. It's him, Devontae Smith, and then A.J. Brown. Those are the three, right? A.J. Brown already got paid. No, I'm not talking in terms of paid. I'm just saying receivers for the Eagles. Oh. Uh, yeah. Who's the other one? Rager. Yeah, Jalen Rager. Ooh. J.J. <laughs> Ortega Whiteside. Getting kind of moved down the list, man. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Quez Watkins there now. Greg Ward. Mm. Jalen Rager. Yep. Man, that Jalen Rager pick. Every every single person knew that was going to be a bad pick. Yeah, except for fucking oh Howie Roseman. Uh huh. At least he fixed it. Um, how about some other guys that are due to get paid from this draft now? Uh, Paris Campbell. I loved Paris Campbell coming out of Ohio State. Yeah, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. But he's flashed. He's yeah. had his moments. This might be a good year for him. I would love to see him have a breakout year. I would, I, too. I think he tore his ACL last yeah. year. Yeah. Yep. Didn't he get hurt pretty early? Mm-hmm. 
Only played six games. Had ten catches in those six games. Ooh. Well, Carson, about he's as many as he could now get. He's to got him. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Paris Campbell with Matt Ryan and Michael Pittman Jr. on the other side could be a fun little duo. Mm-hmm. With those Matt Ryan with those receivers would be a fun duo. And how about this guy too? Also drafted in the second round of the 2019 NFL Draft, Andy Isabella. Oof, boy, he really disappeared, didn't he? I thought I don't think he was he ever appeared. <laughs> that that's, disappear. He did in training camp. <laughs> Not yeah, training yeah. Camp. Uh, mobile. That, let me back it up even further. How's that, how's that he did it in mobile. Please, tell me more about how training camp videos are awesome. Yeah. I still like him. You know, it's just fun to watch and hear everything and see it for sure. But with Andy Isabella, I, I don't know. There's just part of me that thought, like, hey, this is going to be fun. I thought Andy Isabella was going to be what Hunter Renfro has been. Yeah. Was like, I thought he was going to. draft, too? He got extended, though. Yeah. I love yeah. seeing – I saw a video or uh, a meme yesterday. It was like, these are the four guys that have just gotten, like, absolutely paid – and it's like this ripped picture of DK, a ripped picture of AJ Brown, you know, a ripped picture of Debo Samuel, and then it's just like Hunter Renfro holding a bag of like I don't even know what it is, and he's just like looking at the cameras like you look like an awkward middle schooler, and you're one of the best route runners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I love him. I root for him very strongly. I do too. Andy Isabella though one catch last year played eight games. Just couldn't work his way up that. I just don't think Kyler, you know, Kyler just doesn't want to give him the ball. He's probably just not. That was more sarcastic than anything. I have no idea. I don't know if he's just struggling to find. How how are you supposed to trust him? Actually, I have no idea. Maybe he he is. Well, Arizona kind of had a little bit of a crowded receiver room last year. They kind of have a little bit of a crowded one coming into this year, too. Uh, Rondale Moore, Hollywood Mm -hmm. Brown, A.J. Green, and then week seven they're going to get DeAndre Hopkins back. So I, in judging by the fact that they keep bringing in these other receivers, you're probably not in love with what they've seen with Andy yeah. Isabella. Which makes sense. But hey, if you're Andy Isabella, you've made it this far in the NFL. Just keep doing what you're doing, boo. Because you're making that money and you're living the dream for one more year. Yep, you're able to do it. Um, how about a little baseball talk? Or did you have any more thoughts on Orlando Brown Jr. reporting to camp? Um. I kind of expected it, honestly. Like, I didn't feel like him missing camp or time would be beneficial at all. But the tweets that are out there are like, oh, he's in the best shape of his life. I've not seen pictures of him yet, actually, just mainly because I haven't gone to look. But I just don't feel like Orlando Brown Jr. being in the best shape of his life still looks like he's in shape. Does that make <laughs> yeah. sense? Like, we talked about I, it a couple I weeks ago. I follow what you're saying. Evan, yeah. Evan Neal looks solid. Massive human being. You look at Orlando Brown Jr., you're like, that guy... Loves to eat. Way too much. Literally. Not yes. like, oh, I'm so hungry for a win. Yeah. Like, no, he's hungry for a sandwich. He's like, hungry hippo, get in my belly. <laughs> I play left tackle. And I was like, ah, sure, dude, whatever. Yeah. How's that Austin Powers quote go? Yeah. What, what is it? The get in my belly. Yeah. Yeah. The get in my belly. <laughs> right. It, it was, uh, wasn't it? It's RG3 mm-hmm. that broke the news this morning. Yeah, he's got great say, sources. Um, that he was in the best shape of his life, which is obviously that's kind of my thing. And honestly, if he is, good for him. But kind of like what you're saying, I think Orlando Brown Jr. in the best shape of his life probably still needs to lose 15 pounds. <laughs> yeah. Like we've, we've got some work to do. Like next year, he should also be in the best shape of his life next year. 
It's a work in progress. Yeah. It is nice as a Chiefs fan to have him back for him to be playing on that $16 million contract uh, instead of the what was like $25 million extension that mm-hmm. he was due to sign. And with with Orlando Brown, it's kind of like we were saying with those receivers earlier. Like, okay, kind of bet on yourself this year. Go yep. play on the franchise tag. And if you ball out and you're the left tackle that you think you are, you're going to get a massive contract. Yeah, the Chiefs already offered a massive contract. So I, I think this is obviously a very big year for him. It's either going to prove that he's worthy of that contract or the Chiefs might be saying, nope, time to do something different here. And I know they gave up a lot of draft picks for him, but that's a lot of money to be paying a guy that's not going to be at the top of his position. And just honestly, I assume that he won't have just uh, an outstanding year. I think he's just going to kind of be who he is, which is maybe a top five left tackle. But you can't be like the number six, number seven left tackle and get paid left tackle. Top money, yeah. So I I think it's going to be a very big year for him specifically. It 100%. And I didn't think he played bad last year. It's just just weird to hear some people be like, oh, you know, he was good. Like, look at the stats. Here are these. And you see other people and you hear him talk about it. And it's like, he wasn't even that good of a left tackle. It's like, guys, like none of us know how to freaking evaluate offensive linemen. Like I again, like I he there can go are a into this year. People that I do trust to do it, and there's there's going to be a thing too. Is that let's say he starts the year right, first three weeks of the season. Anytime he has, if he has a false start or holding penalty, everyone's going to be like, yeah, and he wants twenty five million dollars a year. He might be solid the rest of the season, but we're all going to be like, Bob, oh, remember the beginning of the year though? He just started off bad. The girl. Uh, well, for twenty five million dollars, you can't start off the year bad. Your boy Frank Clark in the best shape of his life, too. He does look good. Does he? Did you just call him my boyfriend? Uh, no. I said your boy. Oh. I think he did. You wish. I did not. Do not. He does look good, though. He seems like he's cleaned up his act, too. <laughs> had a, had an honest discussion with Andy Reeves, what he said. I listened to an interview uh, yesterday. Or not yesterday, last week. And he's just like, you know, I had a, a you know, sat down with Andy Reid and had a discussion. I was like, you know, we know you're one of the best defensive ends in the NFL, but you, you did not have one of those seasons last year. And he said he just kind of took it to heart and he comes into this offseason, took his <clears throat> his workouts more serious and his diet and comes in, leaned out a little bit too. He looks good. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I'm not putting a lot of stock into it right now because I know what your guys' thoughts are of him off the field, of course, and I do agree with it. But on the field, though, with Frank Clark, if he can get back to you know that quick burst off the line of scrimmage and making plays, it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to keep an eye on as a Chiefs fan. Yeah, it. Not just about Frank Clark, isn't it? Kind of embarrassing though that these guys have to like come back in the best shape of their life. Or like last year, like the complacency on the defense or the year before was always a thing. Yeah, I like to me this just goes to show that it, that was 100 percent true. Like, you're in the NFL for how long, and now you're like, you know what? I am going to change my diet, yeah. and I will cut back on the drinking. I do think – I mean, that is for sure as well, but I think it's just – and I'm not trying to make excuses for people or anybody at all. It's just sometimes we don't – I think we forget about, like, the off-the-field person and who some of these guys are, and it's like that's Remember where the they're – person behind the tweet. Oh, well, for sure. It's, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> it's just like at times it's – other things kind of come into play, and then you almost just forget. Like the the NFL to them just becomes their job instead of the dream, and like the, it kind of removes that a little bit for them. And so maybe that's what happens with some of these guys. And then, it, but it doesn't with the greats, and that's why the greats are the greats. Uh, well, uh, is because also, they just they're always ready to go, and they're always there, and they're always mentally sharp, 
and that's not an issue for them. Well, and that's one of the things with the draft process, too, is that sometimes you'll hear reports of like, man, this guy just doesn't love football. And you'll have people on Twitter being like, oh, like, who cares? Like, it might not be his top priority, but he still likes mm-hmm. being out there, blah, blah, blah. It's the guys that love football that continue to drive and, like, want to accomplish things. Yeah. It's those guys that are like, well, yeah, I was always good at it, so I'm going to continue to play it. It's not yep. my passion. And that's why, you know, you have guys like um, we're watching inside training camp, Thibodeau with the Giants. A lot of people wondered about his drive. So, like, he's another one of those players. In four years, are we going to have to be like, oh, he's in the best shape of his life. He mm-hmm. cut out alcohol and stuff like that. Um, and that's just an example that I use because I see him on TV. But you, you do have to question, like, what is your drive? Do you want to be an all-time great? Are you are you happy just getting that check and then kind of cashing in? Which, honestly, I don't blame some of these guys. I also feel like we just need to stop saying that because it's like – Usually, when you hear first like best shape of their life, you're like, okay, that's awesome. And I think it used to come off in a way of like, he was in good shape last year. Now he's even more prepared because he's just got you know another year of experience, another well, year of like in this like this regimen of like the did workout you have a program. Bad year last year, mm-hmm. okay. Well, this next off season, we're gonna say you're in the best shape of your life. Yes, and you're ready for a bounce back. And it's just like, okay, well, you've taken all like it's just all fluff now. It doesn't mean anything. Or it's Not always with the troubled players as well. It's like they're in the best shape of their life. When you have a guy who's like, hey, I've been with this workout program for three years, watching my diet, I'm getting better. I am mentally and physically in the best shape of my life for this football season. If I were to hear someone say that, I'd be like, fuck yeah, dude, that's awesome. But instead, it's a guy who's like, ah, you know, I stopped drinking. I took this out of my diet. I dealt with this off the field last year. Now I'm in the best shape of my life. I was like, maybe just like you're getting back, like you feel really good and you're excited to be back in the season. I, I don't know. I just feel like... That term is now being overused, so much so that we see it with everybody. Every time a player comes back or reports to camp, best shape of their life. Now, I, I got a little bit distracted. I'm sure you made some really good, solid points. Appreciate that. Now on to baseball. Because I do remember seeing tweets early in the spring saying Aaron Judge was in the best shape of his life. Oh. That, I mean, what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think we can. <laughs> I think we can agree with that one. Yeah, I, had, I saw I plenty really of it this for. weekend. Dude's really good shape. And what he is doing, uh, he is on pace for sixty six point seven home runs this season. It's I'm, I'm proud of the media for kind of waiting on this. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised we haven't talked about his home run pace more until now. Yeah, I, it's just, I mean, we talked about it two weeks before, or a month, excuse me, before the All-Star break. It was like, hey, like he's got 30 home runs right here. Yeah. He's like 24, and he's like, he's at 30. He's at 35, All-Star break. He's like, he's at 44. And, uh, after the and we're just like, break. holy shit. Well, he has like six or seven home runs after the All-Star break. Yeah. It's been like two weeks. This guy just keeps crushing it. Well, and now, when you get to play the Royals, you oh, know, and they when just. When was the walk-off? Was that Friday? We haven't talked about that yet, have we? Uh, no, it was Friday night, yeah. The Royals just come in, do a fantastic Brady job. Singer looking Brady Singer solid, had like Bob. 10 strikeouts and had allowed one hit all night long. And then the bullpen comes in. They're pitching well. It's 0-0 ball game. The Royals have allowed one hit the entire game. Aaron Judge comes up in the bottom of the ninth and crushes a, a solo shot. Yep. Ends the game. Walk-off home run. Over. <laughs> I. At some point, we just got to start embracing like how great of a season. I, me, like others, 
I've been waiting for him to have one of those little injuries that lands him on the like ten day IL or or something happen, him just fall off. But it hasn't happened yet. Like his contract mm-hmm. here, he's going to make so much money. Like the Yankees might have to consider actually giving him that ten year contract that he wanted. I mean, honestly. Also, the play in the outfield, too, where he robbed a home run. Yes. I mean, he's just he had a fantastic weekend in Sears against the Kansas City Royals. That's why I definitely clearly just paid so much attention to it. Mm-hmm. But it's also the fact that he is putting the Yankees on his back right now. It's like, we're going to win this game. Like, no one else is really getting hits. That's fine. No biggie. Give me the bottom of the ninth. One more plate appearance. See you later. I almost feel bad for Scott Barlow as well, the Royals reliever, because he has kind of quietly become one of the best – like closing pitchers in the major leagues this year goes into this weekend series with a one four one ERA and leaves with like a one four six or a two four six excuse me and was just like bub back to back nights one night you go out there about six pitches in boom Aaron Judge hits a home run come out the next night don't even worry about it we'll be fine gives up the freaking lead again Royals lose mm-hmm. like in the eighth it was just like this guy got rocked and it was like well. That's that is tough, man. This is not what we needed to see. You it came in looking good. Is. You were talked about going in trade packages, possibly to the Yankees with Andrew Benatendi. You don't get traded to the Yankees, but you still gave him a couple W's. So maybe the Yankees won the trade overall. I do. Uh, <clears throat> I meant to go back, but obviously we had a busy weekend. I wanted to see what Andrew Benatendi, what his reaction was to the walk off home run. Oh, like, I didn't think. Of I that. mean, you're on a new team. And you did just win, but like literally 12 hours ago, you were playing for that other team. So it's yeah. like, I'm going to celebrate, but I I don't, I don't know. Just a big so middle weird. finger. Like, look at you, Mike Matheny. <laughs> yeah. Like, just making eye contact with Whit Merrifield. Yeah. What's up? I'm over here now. See <laughs> yeah, the pinstripes? Check out the W. You wish you were me. Playing for a contender. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that to Whit Merrifield. What's up, little bitch? The perception on him that has just changed so much. <laughs> it had, I'm done with him. See, so you trade him. I don't care. Nope. You got till tomorrow. Adios. <laughs> yeah, trade deadline tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I've been checking the one Soto sweepstakes. Uh, Padres and Dodgers appear to be the teams uh, fighting the most for him now. Uh, just absolutely wild. Cardinals out of it? The Cardinals are falling out of this thing. I thought the, the Cardinals prospects. were... I thought I saw the other day that the Cardinals were in the lead because they're willing to give up the most MLB players, yeah, like ready guys. Change. That's how quickly. Now it's down. Uh, the Padres and the Dodgers appear to be the favorite. Well, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cardinals need to do something. It's all right. We thought the Cardinals were out of it last week, too, and then all of a sudden they kind of kept becoming. They're just they're playing quiet. They're letting everyone else think they got a chance. Spoken like a true Cardinals fan. Cardinals are going to strike. Out. Strike out. <laughs> Hitting a home run. What was that noise? <laughs> they just hit. They hit the. They hit the trade button. Yeah, hit the trade button. That's it. That's what trade button sounds like. Do you need the trade button again? No, I'm good. Uh, what I do need is more Club Six Hundred Nine in my life, though. <laughs> uh, home to the best happy hour in the world with their two for one drink specials and two dollar draft pours. Plus, if you listen to the Friday show, you know they have some great apps. At Club 609, <laughs> uh, they've got the Nachos 2.0, the Potato Skins, oh. Quesadillas, a lot of good stuff there at Club 609. Make sure you check them out right here in Joplin, Missouri. Another place you need to check out right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street is downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them for all your tire and lube needs. If you said something, I did not hear you. What? Nothing. Just oh. listening. 
I was just going to say, right there, Mark Edder and the boys will take care of you at Downtown Lou. Be sure to stop in, visit them, get your vehicle taken care of. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you're going to need your oil change or your tire service. Make sure you get that done and taken care of right there at Downtown Lou. All right, now for segment number three, how about a little bit of a weekend recap? Hey, yo. Said we had a busy weekend. Um, also, a little programming note for you guys that is maybe not as exciting for you. Uh, we will be going to two shows a week now uh, after talking with some people. Uh, it's been really difficult for a lot of our listeners to keep up with what we're doing, doing an hour, hour and a half show every day. So we will be moving to a, a Monday, Thursday kind of schedule this week uh, and then moving forward, probably uh, recording late Sunday nights, putting it out Monday mornings and then also Thursday night recordings with probably a Friday morning news drop uh just so you guys know that so today we are actually going to do our uh tell the truths no more tell the truth tuesday just to tell the truth here um i was saving this one because last week i had an absolute terrifying dream that i was even so embarrassed that i didn't even tell you guys any friends until like over the weekend last week though let me set the scene for you the way that my bedroom is set up is that my headboard is up against a window. And next to my bed, I have uh, like a nightstand where I charge like my watch, my phone. Um, and I also have like, um, that's where I keep my knife for protection, <laughs> just in case. Yeah. You know? Um, in case anything dangerous happens, you, your first reaction is, let me grab my knife. Exactly. Yeah. Shotgun's too far away. It's in the closet. Yeah, not getting over there. I should definitely go to gunspot.com and get something new. You got to get the headboard. You just like punch it and like the yeah. just drops down. You just uh -huh. grab it and yeah, uh, crazy so, danger. Yes, headboard right up against the window. And like two years ago, just to be honest, I listened to like a creepy podcast, and it was about this dude that would sh like showed up to this girl's apartment and he was right outside her window, and he was saying like "Let me in" stuff like that, like whispering to her, and it's freaked me out ever since. So last week I'm laying in bed. I just fallen asleep. And I also have this fan that clips to my headboard, which is fantastic, mm -hmm. pun intended. And it just blows cold air on me, the white noise all night. It's changed my sleeping habits. This fan falls off of my headboard in the middle of the night. It's like 11 o'clock at night, just falling asleep. It scared me so much that in my like dumb sleeping brain, I thought somebody was breaking in through the window as and we've talked about fight or flight uh-huh mine is definitely fight i cannot run i'm not outrunning anyone you know like without a paddle it's like i don't have to outrun the bear i have to outrun you i'm the last one there that's like i'm gonna have to fight this bear <laughs> so my fight or flight is fight i jumped out of bed yelling curse words and swinging i trip over like not even trip over i ran into my nightstand jump out of bed like I'm Superman and I'm swinging and I accidentally hit the wall. I think I might've even hit the sidewall. My wrist is finally better, Yeah, but it was sore for like two days and I'm just super, I'm like half naked. Blankets are still like draped around my waist because I got up so fast. I'm yelling like get out or I don't even know. I was, I was tired. Ran into the wall, get out of here, hit the nightstand accidentally punched the wall all over a fan 
falling to the ground. I'm just, I'm glad you made it out alive. How's your wall, by the way? <laughs> you know, I didn't get a full connection on the wall. Uh, so <laughs> it wasn't like a full on swing. Okay. Because <laughs> I couldn't see and it was dark and. I think I got confused on like which direction I was running. I didn't know I was running. Into I mean, clearly you run into your nightstand. <laughs> <laughs> so I, something got mixed up there in the, when I was asleep. So I uh, I hit the wall way before I thought I would. It was about a half swing when I connected with the wall. So it's fine. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, my God. I've only punched a wall one time in my entire life. Yeah. It's like some people get mad and they hit walls. Yeah. I don't know if you're one of those guys. I know. I've only done it one time in my entire life. I did do it once, but I got mad at a video game. And, yeah. You got mad at a video game? Yeah. What a loser. Yeah. I got mad at a real football game. <laughs> Not one that I was playing in. It was Texas versus Kansas State. And Kansas State beat them with, like, Josh Freeman. And just <laughs> pissed off and punched the wall. <laughs> I was way too old to be punching walls, but yeah, same. I was in college. I was like, I should not be. I should not have punched the wall. And we moved out of the house a month later. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, not my deal, because I put a hole in it. Yeah, tough guy. So, um, that's one of my tell the truth Tuesdays. I also had a really creepy dream last night. Yeah. Um, our our friend Dead Dan, who is no longer with us, hence the dead part. All right. Um, I had a dream last night that he was talking to me, but I was like having a dream within a dream mm -hmm. and he was in my room, dead Dan, trying to talk to me and I was trying to like have a conversation with him. He's like, I don't have time. We don't have time for this. Just know when the time comes, grab your knife. And then I woke up. Here's the creepy part. Knife was in my hand. What? That happened this morning. I'm still a little weirded out by it. Yeah, that's very creepy. Uh huh. Not open. It was like a pocket knife. It was closed. Thank God. Yeah. But it was in my hand. Holy cow. Uh huh. I don't know if I told this story on the podcast or when it was th it was Friday morning. I don't think I, I don't think I told on on the podcast. But I had a, like a very creepy dream, and I don't remember like what exactly it was. But it was also one of those dreams where like it felt it was real. And I had fallen asleep on the left side of my, or the right side of my bed facing the wall. And I had my phone in front of me because it's like plugged into the, the I have a lamp that like you turn, it has like three different levels of light and it's got a plug in on the side. So I have my phone over there and charge it because I don't have a, a phone charger on the other side. So I knew that's where it was. I had this really creepy dream and then I felt like there was somebody in my room and I fucking wake up. This is Friday morning to my alarm going off. This Friday. Last yes, this past Friday before we like came in, did the show, left, oh. everything like that. No. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry. My phone is somehow on the other side of my bed, face up on. And it was just like my phone like how did it get over there? And who the hell's in my apartment? It's very, very, very creepy. So I've been having those. And then I've not told you this because I didn't want you to fuck with me, but like, because we go on these trips, and usually when we go on these trips, we are, like, we just have the same hotel room. But you did it this past weekend, and it scared the ever-living shit out of me. And I just was super quiet because I don't ever want you to do it again. The thought of waking up and someone's face being directly in mine 
yeah. is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And I, we were out Saturday night, and I was like, I'm, I'm way too drunk. I am super tired. I do not feel good. I'm going to bed early. And so I left you guys down at the, in the hotel lobby eating the Taco Bell. I go in the room, get ready for bed, lay down, am asleep. I hear you walk in, and then it was like, I thought you had gone to the other side of the hotel room to get oh. in your bed. Yeah, bitch, you thought. I open my eyes and like the way my blanket, cause I had like my arm wrapped around a pillow. Like I couldn't see like past a certain point and I open my eyes and I just see your head like come across from like where I can't see into my only sight of vision. And you have this creepy ass smile on your face and you're just staring at me. And I was just like, God damn. I think all I said was like, God damn it, dude. And it was just like internally, like I felt like my heart was going to explode because I hate that. That's like my biggest fear in my own apartment is like (laughs) when I wake up and I feel like I'm being watched, that when I open my eyes, there's going to be something there staring right at me. And then there I was. Yeah. And then there you are when I'm with me drunk off my ass in this bed. And you're just like Mm -hmm. also drunk, just like sliding your head across into like my view of vision i had to check on you make sure you're still alive well i appreciate it you know that's real nice of you but man it creeped me out i just do not do well in those situations i do not do well well. with like is there something there slowly but surely yes there is holy cow it's looking me right in the eye thank god it's mellow you wait till our next trip when i bring the ouija board I'm respectfully asking you to not do that. <laughs> I know that's the thing where it's like you would actually get mad at me. <laughs> I would. Like <laughs> I'm trying to not time. get mad right now because like I'm not like I'm saying these like as like haha jokes funny for the show but like don't ever do that again to me. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable and scared. I did not like it at I all. <laughs> it was maybe alcohol induced. I've done that to you before. No. <laughs> oh. Not like that. That one is because like it was the way it wasn't like you were just standing. It was the way like you just like slid into like my field of view. Like Chris Collinsworth. Yes, that. But it was like at a like you were also like had your head tilted where it was like even oh, was with mine laying man. in the bed. Yes, I was just like my God. It's almost creepy season. That's a no for me, pal. I'm so ready for fall. I I'm ready for fall. I am not ready for spooky scary season. movies. Nope. Pumpkin spice lattes. Yep. Are you a pumpkin spice guy? Not really. It's too much. It's too much pumpkin spice. I'm not a coffee guy. I don't. So I don't. Yeah. I don't venture over to Starbucks. Uh, your tell the truth. Uh, yeah, my that was pretty much it. That one right there was the please don't ever do that again because that is one of the most terrifying things that like just really gets me. My other one is. I'm not doing any more shows hungover. I can't do it. This is this is tough. We had our buddy get married yesterday. Not our buddy. Our great friend, Josh Moots. Congratulations to him and Sarah. It was a beautiful ceremony and reception. I had a lot of fun. Also ceremony. told him. I know. But I asked everyone that was there, and they said it was great. So just, My friends tell me it was the best ceremony. It was a beautiful ceremony. <laughs> Nobody knows ceremony is better than me. Nobody. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So yeah, congrats anyway. to them. But we went through this whole weekend of drinking at this Peacemaker Festival. Fantastic time. So much fun. Hungover Sunday. It's like, I can't do it. I'm not drinking tonight. I go in. I was like, I'm not drinking beer. I'll have some whiskey. Four old fashions. And I was like, gone. It was an absolute goner last night. And I feel atrocious today. My body hurts everywhere. Yeah. Festival on I Friday and Saturday. cannot do this. I cannot do any more hungover shows. Going into that wedding, uh, they had a private ceremony, which we were not at. But I hear it was beautiful. 
Yeah. And then a reception for everybody. I went into the reception, honest to God's truth. I thought, I'm going to do the Jim Halpert thing where I'm here for like an hour. Uh, I'm going to talk to the bride and groom, say something memorable, maybe getting a picture or two. And then I'm bouncing. I'm ready to just go to sleep. But somebody made moonshine. Mm, dog. Oh, sucker. I forgot about the moonshine. That's what did Bro. me in. That's my <laughs> you other write thing. A book on the things you forgot this weekend. I, that's another thing that I'm like, I can't, I can't continue to do this. I can, I am forgetting stuff. And if I forget stuff, people are going to take advantage of that, of my forgetful memory. And I do not want that to happen because I don't like being told something that happened and me being like, I didn't know that happened. I didn't know that was said. I, I didn't know that was the reaction. I do not like that. Are, and I don't want the possibility of someone to be like, oh, yeah, this is what he did and said. <laughs> and it's just like, I didn't. Like, I did not do that. But at the same time. There times this weekend where you're like, I did not. And then it would be like, no, two, like two or three people can confirm oh. that you did that. But I even I hear you talk about it in your brain. You're like, nah, they're messing with me. <laughs> but like 100% can confirm like everything. <sighs> that's that scary. No that's not. Awesome. That is not good. <laughs> <laughs> Some super proud moments from Big Country. <laughs> yeah, I had a. I had a lot of fun this weekend. Uh, who was your favorite band that we saw? Uh, Zach Bryan, without a doubt. Zach Bryan was absolutely incredible. I had some buddies asking me, like, "Hey, how was it live?" You know, we kind of saw your videos and stuff. But like, and it just listening to Zach Bryan on my phone and then hearing him in person, it was amazing how like similar it sounded because. You know, you've seen before, like you listen to a song on your phone, and you're like, okay, this sounds really good. And then it's like, eh, not exactly the same. It was, and it was amazing. And then the fact that, you know, we also pretty much know now that this is going to be his last tour for at least he's, uh, the he's foreseeable future. That he's probably not going to tour. Yeah. And it's just like getting to see him in that setting and that type of moment, like with my best friends, was awesome. And then just how well he did was even better. I do think, uh, it, again, he has kind of come out and said, like, uh, having a hell of a time on my last tour ever. This, I believe, is also his first tour. Mm -hmm. So I think that he's probably in, like, realizing, oh, my God, this is a lot of work. Yeah. The traveling, like, this is a, a true grind. Well, he's just put out so much stuff, too. And, like, we all, I think it was Matt was telling us last week that it was like, hey, you know, this guy was also in the military, just got out of it. And so it's right. like you, you get out of the military, you drop three freaking albums in less than a year pretty much, and then you go on tour. It's like, man, I could not imagine. Like this guy's not had a moment to relax. Right, and I think that's why he's kind of coming out and being like, this is the last time I'll tour. Give it a couple of years, and I think he'll Yeah, he'll, he'll want you know, a quick, easy $20 million. I guess I'll go on tour again. Yeah, like it's not like – I don't know like his history or – biography yeah i don't either but he was in the military so i assume that he didn't even get to like do like the small time tours like this is probably his first tour and he's already like headlining it he blew up very quickly yeah that is true wow yeah so he, he probably didn't have that like hey we're i'm kind of up and coming i'm gonna do a, a show this month and then you know take a couple weeks off do another yeah. one uh, he just hit the ground running he was very good live uh he was my favorite he was yours as well this weekend uh, yeah. I had one hell of a time at Peacemaker, though. 
It was. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we went into a dive bar last year, uh, the second day, because it was so hot. And we were just like, you know, well, let's not let's not stand outside on Saturday and just like sweat our asses off when we can kind of go to a bar with some AC, have some drinks, kind of pregame the concert, and then go into it. Last year, everyone had cowboy hats on and looked real solid. And she looked at me and said, honey, what, where's your cowboy hat? Could you not afford one? And at that time, I could not. And I told her. You got me. That was really good. <laughs> this year, I got a cowboy hat. It was Sorry, a little bit more expensive than I wanted to pay for it, but I never forgot that comment from her, and that's what drove me this last year heading into Peacemaker. We go into that same dive bar. I walk in. I look at her, and she realizes who I am, and she's got this little shit-eating smirk on her face. I said, I want two Bud Lights, Bush Light, and I can't afford the fucking cowboy hat this year, and she just started dying laughing. I was the only one at the bar that heard. I don't think any of you other guys were there yet. And I was just like, got her ass. This is great. It's a proudful moment this weekend for me. Way to go. I'm glad I remembered that one. Congratulations <laughs> on the cowboy hat. Do you want to talk about everything you forgot? What did I forget? Remind me on that. No. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. To Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Look at me. Hashtag growth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As soon as you turn the mics off, though, you're going to tell me. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to roast me about it for 100%. sure. Was there anybody? So, uh, Charlie Crockett, that was that's the correct name, right? He put on a good show. I didn't he, know anything about him. Before. I did not either. He actually did do really good. I was kind of became a fan of him. Bit, yeah. But it, it felt like he was doing a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything was sitting at that point. And maybe that's why it was so good. I, I remember thinking, okay, we said we we're going to stay for these three bands that we wanted to see. And then we we're going to kind of dip out a little bit early. Yeah. We did not dip. <laughs> no. Charlie did too good of a job. Got to yeah. watch it. Respect it. Uh, who would you say had the best shirt of the weekend? The best shirt? Best shirt. Probably myself. You think so? Yeah, I know my shirts were great. The first any- night, the first night though, you know, the thing is, we just didn't take any pictures. Did you have any evidence to support your claim? Oh, I had a couple people uh, compliment my shirt the first night, and then the second night, you know, I was going to wear a cutoff pearl snap, but I just didn't feel like I was really. I, I just didn't want to deal with. It. I just didn't want to wear a cutoff to this type of concert and be that guy. You know, we all know who that guy is, and I did not want to be that guy. So I was like, I'm going to get a new shirt. And I liked that shirt. And that shirt also got a lot of compliments. Mm-hmm. I also got pictures of our group that's more than just the one of me looking pissed. We're not smiling. So I'm glad. I put it on my Instagram I'm going to go ahead and uh, send it to everybody and just be like, hey, why don't you go ahead and delete the post and use this <laughs> use picture? This <laughs> yeah. I really am. Like, you're going to edit your Facebook post. You're going to replace the pictures. Here's the picture to replace it. <laughs> I don't know why you hate it so much. Because everyone looks so happy and smiling. And I'm standing there looking like a dumbass. I don't think it's like that bad though. It is bad. Like I'm, I want to, I want to be able to post a group picture, and I'm not going to post a picture of me where I'm not smiling Mr. or looking like I'm not having there. a good time. Every other person looks good in it, but because big country doesn't, God, pull it down. All right, let's post a picture with you not smiling <laughs> and looking like a freaking goofball. <laughs> I'm sure that it's happened before. Mm-mm. I make sure everyone looks good in my pictures that I post. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. post pictures and people will be like not it's paying also, attention. It's a large group, so it's hard to like get everybody. You don't miss me. I'm not a guy that you just miss the look on my face. <laughs> I, I'm there. Ooh, yeah. Look at my big broad ass on the side by myself pretty much. You could cut me out of the picture if you wanted to. <laughs> Maybe that's what we do. Maybe that is what we do. I'm going to repost How it. do we fix this? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if I have that picture. 
I could send you about four of them. I, just, I don't think of I the good actually, ones. <laughs> I don't know. I need to go look back at my airdrops. I I think I got some pictures sent to me that I just haven't checked yet. And that's <laughs> always a fun game. Going back through your phone to see what you forgot. Maybe that's what you should do. You should start documenting your nights. I mean, I know it's like new you now. You're not going to do that anymore. But like the next time, just start like every hour. Like what? Just update what you've been doing. Like just write a quick summary? <laughs> yeah. Just a quick 20-word spurt? Yeah, just a little timeline. This just it. happened. <laughs> yeah. 7.30. Yeah, someone liked my shirt. I had a nice cool, shirt. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Never left me alone. <laughs> 8.30. She's still here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a weekend that we It had. was. It was a great weekend. Had a lot of fun. Uh, I think that's it for us today, though. Unless you have any more. Do you remember anything you want to tell everyone? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm worried about whatever it's going to be. <laughs> All right. That's it for yeah, us Yeah, I'm tired. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you guys joining us, as always, uh, right here in the call-in app. Uh, again, just a, a reminder, a little refresher for you guys. We'll be live again Thursday morning at 10 a.m. So in the meantime, uh, share the episode. Tweet mm-hmm. it out. We appreciate when you guys do that, and we appreciate you joining us here today. We'll talk to you guys again on Thursday.